The cats are running wild on the uh, hardwood. Can they keep it up versus Rutgers? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody and welcome in this is locked on northwestern part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we appreciate you making locked on northwestern your first listen every day uh we're available wherever you you get podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you can find us and we're also on youtube just search locked on northwestern you can find us there uh, and make sure wherever you're listening, you're subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. All right, so let's let's hop into this real quick because Northwestern basketball right now, things are looking really optimistic. Uh, I mean, this team has all the momentum in the world right now coming off the biggest week that they've had all year, pulling back-to-back upsets against Illinois at home and then Indiana on the road continuing to build that resume 12 and three overall this year you have to be excited if you're a northwestern fan but there's still work to be done uh the three and one in big 10 play they're in a great spot right now i think they are a half game behind purdue if i recall correctly for first place in the league um so look this this northwestern team it's still early in Big Ten play, but the early returns have been good. You're 3-0 and on the road this year, which is impressive. Two of those being Big Ten, big Big Ten games. Ranked wins on the road, actually, for this team. Uh, this team has three quality losses this year. A 43-42 loss uh, to number 21 Auburn in Cancun at the Cancun Challenge. Uh, Northwestern almost pulled that upset. And uh, and started the season undefeated through through the first uh, like ten or so games, um, and then there was the eighty seven fifty eight loss to Pitt at home, which we thought at the time was really bad. But I mean, when you go back and watch that game, Pitt gets crazy hot from three and just shoots Northwestern out of the gym. Um, they it it was an awful loss at first, uh, one that should not have happened, but. Tell you what, Pitt's been a solid team this year. They're eleven and five, four and one in conference play. Um, they they've they had they had three losses in a row early in, in the year against uh, West Virginia, eighty one fifty six, Michigan ninety to sixty one, and VCU seventy one sixty seven. Then they had a close loss to uh, Vanderbilt seventy five seventy four. Uh, and then they had, I believe, um, they they have done really well in conference play. When you look at it, they're four and one in conference play. They have wins a sixty eight sixty win over NC State on the road, uh, and then they had an eighty four eighty two win at Syracuse. Then they followed that up with a seventy six seventy four win versus North Carolina a 68-65 win versus Virginia, and 
They did just come off a 75-74 loss to Clemson, which is not exactly um, – you would have hoped that at home they would have been able to pull off that win. Unfortunately, they were not able to. Um, but still, their season's gone a lot better than we expected. So that loss, that lessens the the hurt of that loss to them. Then you see this this – Northwestern team, or well, they, this pit team actually. By the way, they they get Duke on the road tomorrow. Uh, this Northwestern team lost seventy three fifty seven to Ohio State. That's a quality loss. A ten and five Ohio State team, two and two in conference play. They um, they're a team that's up pretty high up there in Kim Palm and net rankings in the twenties, I think. Um, but that was a game that. Northwestern could not buy a bucket. They got down 34 to 8, started 2 of 24 from the field. You're not going to win a Big Ten game shooting like that, even if you're playing the worst team in the league, which right now appears to be Minnesota. Uh, but this Northwestern team did go get some huge wins this year. They went on the road early in the year when we didn't exactly know what this Northwestern team was. They got a 73. 75-63 win at Georgetown. Then in their first Big Ten game, coming off um, a bad loss to Pitt, or a, at the time, bad loss to Pitt, they bounced back on the road at number 20 at the time, Michigan State, and got a 70-63 victory in that one. And that really kind of, to me, changed the vibes of, of the early portion of the season because uh, the Pitt game... You had so much momentum. You even could could see that momentum in a one-point loss to Auburn. Things had not like things had not cratered on you in any capacity. The Michigan State game, had you just gotten whooped in it, it would not have gone well. Uh, I think things could have turned for the worse. But then you you come back, you have that loss to Ohio State that went really poorly. Things maybe vibes kind of got a little shaky again. Well, they bounce back on Wednesday when they oh, when they welcome Illinois to town and they get a huge, a huge 73-60 victory. Big key of that game is this team got to the free throw line early and often and a crazy amount of times. Uh got to the line 40 times to Illinois' 10. Uh, and then look. They go into the weekend, another tough road-ranked matchup. We just saw that the month before against Michigan State. We've seen this team going into uh, Sunday, go on the road twice this year, pull off a couple of victories. But this was Indiana, a team that was a top 15 team. And, you know, they go on the road. They play a really, really good game and they pull off the 84-83 upset of number 15 Indiana on the road, and that moved this Northwestern team up in the Kim Palm to number 53, They're number 9 in, in adjusted defensive efficiency, number 48 in the net rankings right now, 2-2 two and two in quad 1 games, 2-1 and one in quad 2 games. 1 and 0 in quad 3 and 7 and 0 in quad 4. Also, when you dive into those Kimpom stats uh for this Northwestern team, they're number 2 in the country in defensive two-point field goal percentage, 
with 41, allowing 41% of opposing t- t- uh, two point field goals uh, to be made. And then they're number, number six in block percentage with 15.9% of their opposing shots getting blocked. This Northwestern team is a problem on defense, but you have to feel good about the way that they've played, the way that they've responded to adversity this year. This team has shown a lot of grit, a lot of fight. And here tomorrow night, you see Rutgers come to town. Can they keep the momentum going in a second here? We're going to take a look at what this Rutgers team looks like. But first, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories that come with it, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you're and you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, man, then you just have to look and find some built bars. You got to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious and you won't you won't even realize that they're good for you. Perfect for your new year's resolution. What makes built so good? Well, for starters, They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars are like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're at Sam's Club, run in and grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar, seriously, you've got to try these. They're so good. Uh, I've got a box currently in my pantry here in my kitchen. And uh, whenever I, I, I need a late-night snack and I'm trying not to uh, to uh, blow up the uh, – um, to try to eat healthier, and when I'm trying not to blow up my well, what I've been eating – I uh, will go grab one of these these built bars because they're just so very good. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about this Rutgers team that we are going to see tomorrow night. First off, we um, in the latest AP poll, Rutgers and Northwestern are both receiving votes in that AP poll. So both are kind of on the doorstep of cracking the top 25. Rutgers this season is 11-5, and 3-2 and two in conference play. Those five losses, uh, they're, they're a mixed bag. They are. They have a 72-66 loss to Temple in a neutral site game, uh, a 68-61 loss 
at Miami, uh, which is not that bad. A 67-66 loss at Ohio State. Honestly, showed some really good fight in that game. Uh, a 45-43 loss at home to Seton Hall. Not the best loss on the uh, on the schedule there. And then finally in their last game, 76, uh, 76-65 loss versus Iowa. Maybe a game that you would uh, expect the home team in that matchup to win, but Iowa goes on the road and gets a big victory there. They do have some impressive wins when you when you go through it. They have a 63-48 win versus Indiana, an 81-57 win versus Wake Forest, a 65-64 win, and this is the most impressive one on the schedule, at number one, Purdue. It was really um, it was a huge win that I think has helped buoy this, this Rutgers team in Kim Palm and net rankings, and we'll dive into those here in a little while. Uh, and then they finally have a 64-50 win uh, versus Maryland. They're one and two in true road games. Uh, they're one and three away from home. With that one win, obviously being about as good of a resume win as anybody has in college basketball this year. As a result, they've uh, managed to to kind of stick around number sixteen in the Ken Palm. They are number three in adjusted defensive efficiency. That's a little bit ahead of Northwestern, who's sitting there at nine. They're number nine in defensive effective field goal percentage uh, and defensive turnover percentage. Number eight in defensive three-point percentage, which we know Northwestern at times can be really cold from three, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Can Northwestern... Have a good day shooting the three ball against Rutgers. If they can, I think you can uh, hope to see Northwestern put up a little bit more points than Rutgers is used to giving up. They're also number six in steal percentage. This Rutgers defense is really, really good. They get after you. Uh, Similarly to, to, to Northwestern, if anything, maybe a little bit better to this point in the season than we've seen Northwestern. This team is number 21 in the net rankings. They're two and two in quad one games, one and two in quad two games, two and one in quad three games, and six and oh in quad four games. Rutgers lost in their last game 76 65 to Iowa. Uh, in that game, they were led by Cam Spencer. Uh, he had 13 points, while Caleb McConnell added 12 as well. In the latest ESPN bracketology, Northwestern and Rutgers, both in the tournament. Northwestern was a new addition, I think. Uh, But Rutgers is currently slated to be a seven seed. uh, And Northwestern is currently slated to be a 10 seed. One of the last four buys. So this is an intriguing game. Two tournament caliber teams to this point in the season. In a second here, we're going to take a look at um, the, the individual standouts, people to keep an eye on. But first, we just want to thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Just some people to keep an eye on in this game. 
You've got Rutgers, who's a pretty well-rounded scoring bunch, to be honest with you. Cam Spencer leads the team with just 10.8 points per game, followed by Paul uh, McKayhee, uh 10.6 points per game. Uh, Clifford Amarudi, Amarudi, I think is, is, is how you pronounce it, 9.4 points per game. Um, Andre Hyatt, 9.4 points per game. And then Caleb McConnell also has 9.8 points per game. So five guys scoring between that nine, 9.4 to 10.8 points per game kind of uh, area. So you know that if one guy has a bad game, there's four other guys to kind of pick up the slack for this Rutgers team. Um, McConnell is actually sixth in Rutgers history uh, with 176 steals. I think he's like two steals away from fifth place and maybe four steals away from fourth place. Um, Mulcahy, he's uh, eighth in Rutgers history with 358 assists. I think he needs about eight assists to uh, move up that list as well. This Rutgers Rutgers team does not score a ton, uh, especially not in Big Ten play. They're averaging 64.6 points per uh, game in Big Ten play. Actually, all five games in Big Ten play, they have scored between 63 and 66 points. So that might be something to keep an eye on for Northwestern. Can they get above that number? Northwestern on the other side, uh, they, look, the engine is powered by Chase Audige and Boo Boo. It's something we've talked about a lot this year. Uh, Chase Audige averaging 16 points per game. Boo Booey averaging 14.7 points per game. Ty Berry with 9.9 points per game and Robbie Barron with 9.4 points per game. Those are kind of your four scoring leaders for this team. Rebounding the basketball, Matt Nicholson, 6.6 rebounds per game. Robbie Barron, 6.1 rebounds per game. And Ty Berry, 5.4 rebounds per game. Ty Berry's really kind of turned it on here recently on the glass, uh, something that, that's encouraging as this team gets deeper into Big Ten play. Uh, the more that you can crash the glass, the more more that you can be competitive on the in that aspect of the game, the more second chance opportunities you'll get, uh, the more you'll limit second chance opportunities for your opponent. Um, so it's encouraging to see Ty Berry um, kind of start to get involved with with Robbie Barron and Nicholson on the glass as well. Uh, Boo Booey leads the team with 4.1 assists per game. Chase Aldige not far behind with 3.33 assists per game. Aldige leads the Big Ten. Uh, he might lead the country, I do believe, in steals per game with 2.8 per game. Ty Berry um, have, has 1.9 steals per game there with him. Both those guys are very active on the defensive end. I think Chase Audige in the last matchup with the hurt back had six steals in what was a great defensive game by him. Uh, as far as getting blocks, we know that this Northwestern team's pretty good at it, getting blocks on, what, 15.9% of opposing shots. Uh, Matt Nicholson leads the way, 1.4 blocks per game. Robbie Barron, uh, not far behind him with 1.1 blocks per game. Those two um, did some work in the last game down low. They had one possession where they, they got three blocks on that possession alone. Look, this Northwestern team is going to be something that we talk about all year long. If Chase Adige and Boo Booey are efficient shooting the basketball, Northwestern is very hard to beat. If they're efficient scoring the basketball, 
They're going to score more than 66 points, which appears to be the benchmark for this Rutgers team. Um, I think that the other key that we've seen in these last two games for Northwestern is this team needs to get to the free throw line. You saw them get to the free throw line 40 times against Illinois. You saw them get to the line 28 times uh, against Indiana, only twice in the first half. So they got to the line 26 times in the second half. If Northwestern can get to the free throw line, continue to put their opponents in foul trouble. And if the two guys who drive the drive the uh, basketball team here, really, the, the engine that makes everything else go, Boo Booey and Chase Audige, if they can be efficient shooting the basketball of Chase Audige, uh, coming off that, that back injury that he played through on Sunday, if he's feeling well and he can go and he's 100%, I feel really, really good about Northwestern's chances in this game. That's why I wanted to get this episode out a day in advance so we could uh, talk about this matchup. I think Northwestern comes back home, keeps the momentum going. They get the win versus Rutgers, continue to climb up the Kim Palmen net rankings, continue to build that resume to of being a tournament team. I'm very excited about it, and I am looking forward to what this t- seeing what this team can do throughout the rest of of Big Ten play. That's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there wherever you're listening. Make sure you are uh, subscribed. Turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at Carter Bird 13 And I'll see you all next time.